This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well today. I hope you're doing so good that you could take the second to drop a finger down on that thumbs up button, hit that like button, as I say, and please do subscribe to the channel if you have not already. I hope you're doing well this morning. Let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. It's so good to see so many of you jump in the chat box even before the show started to say good morning to everyone. It's like a community that we're building here. So thank you ever so much for all of that and all of the support that you're showing the channel continually. Good morning, Jose, Matt, Tabungle, MFB, uh, Dimitri, Temi, uh, Venkatesh, uh, Carl. I'm sorry, has the mic not been selected? <laughs> There's that moment. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Why is it not plugged in? See, this is this is the microphone that you can hear me on currently. And I've got this plugged in, and it's not for some reason picking that up. Give me one second. Can you hear me better now? I'm hoping that you can. I don't know why it does that. I mean, I don't know why I'm blaming the equipment. It should be on me to check. <laughs> it should be on me to check it. I hope that's working fine. And well for you now. Good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody. It's really irritating when the technology lets you down. It's so frustrating. Anyway, let's crack on with today's news because we've got some good stuff to talk about and go through. So let's do that, shall we? First of all, of course, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the Arsenal Way. Link is in the description. We've got our morning show at 9.30 a.m., Monday to Friday, so you'll be able to join us for that. And we've got our first tactical show coming out today as well, which I'm very excited to talk more about on the morning show at 9.30 a.m. So please make sure you do tune in to that. As I say, link to the channel is in the description. If you haven't already watched our podcast from yesterday, I was joined uh, by Mike and by Sophie from the Gunners Pod and from the Hybrid Squad. And also making his debut was Albert. So please, please do go and listen back to our podcast from yesterday evening, covering all of the happenings from the Burnley game. Performances, social reactions, how fans are feeling, how some would rather see us lose just to get rid of the manager. Loads of stuff. 
that we talked about. So make sure that you go and tune in for that one. But we start with a fitness update just to keep you in the loop. If you haven't seen already the comments regarding some of the players after the game against Burnley, uh, Thomas Partey, uh, Mikel Arteta says he struggled at the end. He was cramping, but that will come because he's missed a long time and he needs some fitness back. So Partey, not serious, should be back for the North London derby. Fingers crossed he should be absolutely fine for that. And on Kieran Tierney, Arteta said that again he had a problem. Arteta confirmed after the game. I think he was cramping. The pitch was pretty difficult today. It was quite long. And obviously that is just a, a short-term problem. I wouldn't expect to see Partey or Tierney play against Wimbledon in midweek. We'd expect to see the likes of Maitland-Niles, Lekonga come in and see Tavares play at left back. So that's what we can expect from there. Other injury updates in the squad. Rob Holding and Emil Smith-Rowe both back and fit. Smith-Rowe, of course, came off in the 60th minute against Burnley. No issue. was purely tactical, so he is fine. And Rob Holding was in the squad involved as well. So he is fully recovered from his knee problem that was keeping him out of the squad as well. So he will likely start against Wimbledon on Wednesday. And Spotted in the background of one of the training images has confirmed that Mohamed Elneny has returned to the squad sooner than expected. He was suffering uh, with, I believe, a hamstring problem. He has now returned to the squad, as you can see from the image in the background of this training injury. Training injury is completely the wrong set of words in the wrong sequence. As you can see from the back of this image that he has returned from his injury. There you go. Perfectly delivered. So lots of the squad have returned. In fact, we're struggling now to think of anyone that's not available. The only player that isn't going to be available for the Wednesday match is Granite Xhaka, who is, of course, suspended. So there you go. Going then on to our next story. Under-23s absolutely battered. Chelsea Football Club. And it was glorious. Uh, it was absolutely glorious to see not only Mika Biref score a hat-trick uh, and Salah Adin to score his goal, but following Balogun also got two goals. Now, based on the fact that we beat Manchester United's under-23s, Arsenal released the highlights, hopefully, considering we were, it was such a battering performance, that these guys can also have the highlights put up from the game so that all of the fans can see it and not just those with access to certain media clips but amazing performance from the guys when you consider the fact that the under 23s last season just avoided uh the kind of the drop uh specifically and they avoided it by i think it was the last game of the season that they avoided it and now arsenal currently sit in second place after five games with four wins and one loss, which, of course, they lost quite heavily to West Ham. There was a lot of concern about that fixture. Things are going really well, um, really, really well. And it's good to see that Arsenal's under-23s have turned a bit of a corner. Manchester City's side still currently top. Five games, four wins, one draw. Uh, but Arsenal specifically are having a really good time in the under-23s league after the 6-1. They actually play Manchester City on Saturday. So that is a top-of-the-table clash for the under-23s, of course, Arsenal play their game on Sunday. So if there is any way that you can get down and watch the under-23s, uh, I, I think there might be a way. So you might be hard-pressed. They are in Manchester. But anyway, you can show some support to the under-23s as they have their top-of-the-table clash against Manchester City's under-23s this coming weekend. 
then make sure you get behind the sides. Uh, but following Balogun, really putting in some work and showing Arteta that he should be considered for the game in midweek. We're hoping that we're going to see Balogun play against Wimbledon alongside the likes of Alexandre Lacazette as well and giving them opportunities. So hopefully we can see that as well. Um, we're going to be talking a lot more about Balogun and him forcing his way into the team on the Arsenal way later on this afternoon. So if you haven't already subscribed to the Arsenal way, click the link in the description and you will find everything there. So speaking of players playing well, these two are having a rather good time in France. William Saliba and Matteo Genduzzi. Genduzzi, we know, is going to be leaving at the end of this season on a permanent deal for around £9 million, which looks at this stage an absolute bargain uh, for OM today because <laughs> the fact that he is playing so well far, far, far outweighs that £9 million uh, price tag that was put on his head by the club. And Marseille are just having a really good time under Jorge Sampaoli. The Chilean manager has got them playing in a chaotic... It's kind of organised chaos. You know, I don't know how organised it is, but it's just it's chaotic and fun and it's great to watch. Uh, Marseille fans on the edge of their seats for so much of their game. Sam Pauli definitely showing what it's like to play some exciting football, playing a 3-3-3-1 kind of formation. It's really odd, but it's working whilst they don't have Milik available and Payet is playing kind of this really, or Payet is playing kind of this really advanced role uh, while that's going on, but it's working. And they're currently second in, um, they're second in the table in France, in Liga. And Saliba and Genduzi have been a massive part of that. Genduzi, we know, is leaving. Saliba, we know, still has a chance of a future at Arsenal. I have my doubts as to whether that will happen under Mikel Arteta. But based on the performances he's putting in this season and continuously and consistently showing his quality, it makes no sense why they wouldn't put Saliba in the squad next season. But, hey, who knows anymore? Hector Bellerin as well, in a 2-2 draw for Real Betis yesterday against Espanyol, got an assist, setting up Nabil Fekir. He fought extremely hard and well to win the ball back when it looked like it had been lost, slid in, won it inside the, uh, the opposition box, laid the ball back to Fekir, who finished very, very calmly and impressively. All of our loanies having some decent times. Although saying that, uh, Reese Nelson, of course, was not involved uh, with final because he's currently out injured because of the intense training sessions going on at Feyenoord, as is Lucas Torreira. He was on the bench for Fiorentina in their 2-1 win. I think it was over Genoa, um, but he did not come off the bench in that game either. So, and then trying to look now at Mavropanos, uh, they lost 3-1 to Leverkusen. And Mavropanos did start on the right-hand side, but there was a red card for someone. Oh, sorry, a red card for Robert Andorik of Bayer Leverkusen. But still, despite a 31st-minute red card for Bayer Leverkusen, they still went on to beat Mavropanos' Stuttgart away from home 3-1 with, obviously, Florian Wirtz getting on the score sheet. So there is all of your Arsenal-related news this morning. Uh, and catching you up with all the latest info. So we do move on to the final part of the show, which is where you can throw your thoughts, your theories, your questions, and your feelings into the chat box. And we'll try and go through as many of them in the next 10 minutes or so as possible. If you haven't already, please do go check out our podcast from yesterday evening. I was joined by Mike and Sophie and Albert, and we covered lots of stuff and answered lots of questions. So please do go and listen to that. I'll be joining the boys over on the Arsenal Lounge this evening, as always, on a Monday, 8pm. Looking forward to catching up with Shaheen and Mo and Lev 
to talk all things Arsenal once again. So if you aren't checking out the Arsenal Lounge, please make sure you are doing that. Matt G drops in our first question of the morning, saying Pepe goes into the final year of his contract next year. What is the minimum he needs to do this season to get an extension? I don't know, Matt, if the club can afford not to give Nicolas Pepe a new contract. For me, when you've got a player that you've paid that much for, can you really let him go for free? I think it makes sense that they just renew the contract just to try and protect the asset and protect their value. It would be a bit strange not to see the club push to sign him onto a new deal. But he may have different ideas. He may not be too keen on remaining at Arsenal, a place where he hasn't been able to flourish as much as maybe many people expected him to. And so, therefore, maybe that a uh, kind of a contract is, is nowhere near assured with Pepe. But from the club's perspective, can they really afford not to give kind of a £72 million signing a new deal? I'm not sure that they can. Step says, if we draw at the weekend, does Arteta have to go? I mean, I don't expect him to go. I, <laughs> we've won our last two games, and that would be three unbeaten, including a draw in the North London derby. So no, step one, two, I don't think it would. Mayer says, William Saliba over Ben White both have potential. We chose the latter. Arteta wrote off Saliba in 10 minutes. Ben White didn't have the best of games at the weekend. And when Saliba does have a very good game and Ben White doesn't, you're always going to see these comparisons being drawn up. I said previously, I was like, if it was a case of we brought Saliba back and we didn't go for Ben White, we could have saved money in that defensive area and then invested more heavily in a central midfielder. You could argue that may have been a smarter move. But we've got Ben White now, so let's appreciate what we've got with Ben White. He didn't have the best of games at the weekend, but he has shown some real quality and potential in the Premier League. John says, I hope I'm not a broken record, but would you think Pepe would make a better sub when defences tire uh, and we need a jolt of instant energy? I think you have to pick between him and Saka. I think I'm going to write a piece about this today, that you have to choose between Saka and Pepe for me. You can't play both. Or if you do play both, I don't think you can any longer put Saka on the left because Saka on the left is just really restricting what he's able to do. I think he's better with both feet in comparison to Pepe. I think his right foot's better than Pepe's right foot. And so I think he would be better suited on the right-hand side. And if you think back to the middle part of last season when we were playing during that festive period, Pepe did really well on the left-hand side. So there is the scope to do that. Yes, I think that Pepe's more can he's shown some is his best position is on the right hand side. Like I'm not saying that it's not. I just think that he has shown some good performances on the left. And it's to say that he can play there if need be. But they're both better on the right. But at the end of the day, I think you can only play one. I think I'd rather see Emil Smith Rowe probably play on the left-hand side with Odegaard at number 10 and then playing Lakonga in midfield alongside Partey. You could even put Gabriel or Martinelli on the left-hand side if you wanted to. But I think you have to choose between Pepe and Saka at the moment. I don't think that you can choose both of them right now because they are extensively right-wingers. And it's probably unbalancing the side because we've got one side that's much more efficient than the other. And maybe that's partly down to the fact that Saka's having a bit of a poor time at the moment. EGTV, Igal says, Hi, Tom. I've been generally impressed by the new signings of all the players besides Ben White. Are you concerned currently about Ben White's early performances at Arsenal? Absolutely not. <laughs> He's, I mean, he got one game. He then got ill. He came back against Norwich and was very decent. His, I thought his distribution was really good against Norwich. Pushed out from the back really well. And against Burnley, one of the biggest criticisms that people had of Ben White, of course, was his strongest part of his game is distribution. Now, if you're going to bet on Ben White to turn any part of his game around, it's going to be his passing. So I'm not really concerned about that. 
What I was impressed by Ben White was his area ability. Besides Tommy Asu, he had the highest percentage aerial dual wins of any player in the Arsenal side. And that's the area of the pitch that we thought he was going to fall down on. So actually, I'm all right with Ben White and having that game. Everyone's going to have an off game here and there. It's three games he's had, I think, in a competitive level into the season. Let's let him settle. Let's let him adjust. Let's let him get him moving. And he plays alongside Gabriel. You've got a really good partnership that can form between those two. I think ruining the idea of sending Saliba on loan is just not healthy. Like He was always going to go on loan. He was never going to play under Arteta. I said I'd rather that he went out on loan because Arteta was never going to play him. So what was the point in keeping a player that Arteta was never going to use? So I think it was better that he went out on loan. If we were going to improve the centre-back area, Ben White, I think, is the perfect addition for his distribution. It just needs to be a bit more consistent. And he is still only 23. So we need to see that improvement come forward. So no, I'm not concerned, Edgar. Not at this moment in time. Ask me again in a month's time and maybe we can have a better assessment of his uh, kind of play so far. Let's not spam my chat. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to ADT. He says, I'm genuinely worried that Ben White is going to be a massive flop. Again, these worries after, what, three games is mass. Like, how are we already worried about three games? Uh, it's Honestly, you can't judge a player after three games. If that's the case, then Jaden Sancho should be written off as a Man United player. Absolutely written off. Like, should never play for the club again. But no, that's not true. We're just letting and seeing these players adjust and transition into their sides. Some players start a little bit slowly. You cannot say a player is going to be a flop after three games. It's ridiculous. Mayer says, do you think that we are not using Martinelli properly? Plus, there should be a proper communication between Tierney and him. I just don't think Martinelli's getting in the squad at the moment. But if you think that's the first two games of the season against Brentford, against Chelsea, he was invisible. Martinelli didn't do anything in those two games. And I like the kid. I want the kid to succeed at Arsenal, but I don't think it's over. It's overly critical to say that he didn't do anything in those two games against Brentford or against Chelsea. Arsenal were bad overall in both of those fixtures. But I don't, I don't see Martinelli how he gets into this team. The only way I see him getting into the team is if he plays on Wednesday as an absolute stormer against Wimbledon and smashes it on the left and he comes in to play on the left-hand side. As I said, I think that the opportunity to choose between Saka and Pepe maybe opens the door for Martinelli to get into the team on the left-hand side. And maybe that would, as you say, Maya, link to that communication between him and Tierney. If there isn't that already, then they need to develop that connection between each other. Uh, Gustavo says, hey, Tom, I saw a picture of last year's game against Burnley and how Xhaka freaked out and then scored and we lost the game. Fast forward to this year and Ramsdale commanded his area and back four looks good. Look, we talked about this on yesterday's podcast in a lot of detail, the effect that Ramsdale's having on the team and also those rumours about Burnt Leno being promised to start in the North London derby. If Leno comes in against Spurs, I'm sorry, but there is no one that can accept that decision. There's no one that can turn around and say, yep, yeah, that's the right choice because it just doesn't make any sense at all to go for Rams, go for Leno over Ramsdale in that game. Ramsdale is showing absolutely why Arteta picked him. At the moment, Arteta's got a lot going for him because the players that he bought, the players that he pushed for, Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, Erdogan, all three of these players, the three ones that he heavily pushed for, have absolutely smashed their starts to the campaign. Erdogan's played 3-1-2. Tommy Asu's played 2-1-2. Ramsdale's played 2-1-2. 
you can't have any great you can't have any criticisms about their game so far. They have all done really well and they are all Arteta's picks. Not Edu's picks, Arteta's picks. So you have to turn around and say, fair play. He got those ones right so far, but there's a long season and we're going to have to make a judgment as we go throughout the season. But the judgment right now is that they are pretty darn good signings and we'll move forward with that. Manu says, which loan do you think will surprise us the most this season? For me, it's either Reese or Ballard. I, I think Salih, I think Genduzi. And it's not a loan because it's a loan with an obligation. But I think Genduzi is going to surprise me because I've, I've written him off. I didn't really know what it was about. I didn't know what he brought to Arsenal. But this season, he's, he's, he's rubbing it in my face is what Genduzi is doing. And I'm gutted because whilst usually I'd be like, yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled to be proved wrong by an Arsenal player. But I'm not thrilled to be proved wrong about Genduzi because he's going. So I think, if anything, Ginduzi is going to surprise a lot of people, including myself. I think Saliba's having a great season. He hopefully will surprise Arteta. I don't think Saliba's going to have a surprising season because we know he's he's got quality. Ballard, I think we know too, has got a fair amount of quality. Showed that last season at, uh, at Blackpool. Tyrese John-Jules, I think this is probably going to be... This is a make-or-break season. I think it's going to probably be a break season. I think you'll see John-Jules probably leaving. Miguel Aziz on loan at Portsmouth. Fingers crossed we see a lot of him this season. In fact, has Miguel Aziz played? Because I didn't haven't actually had a time to check up whether or not he's been involved yet. He did play. He played at 10. Uh, he got substituted. Uh, I'm trying to look when he got substituted for Portsmouth. Uh, let's have a look. When did Miguel Aziz... They lost 2-1 at home to Cambridge. So not the best result. Um, boom, 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 boom. Miguel Aziz came off in the 59th minute. So not, not the best, uh, it seems, if he was brought off. I don't know why he was brought off, and I haven't seen the game, so I can't fully comment. But I'll tell you what, we will be able to bring you all the information about Miguel Aziz this season because uh, we're doing our, our reports all year. In fact, this week, fingers crossed, we're going to bring in you our youth update. And I've been promising that for a little while, but this week we should be doing our youth update. But we're doing a, a tactical report every single month for all of our loanees. You can check out our ones from last month. We did of Saliba and we did of Daniel Ballard. We'll be doing the same thing at the end of September. I'll be talking to plenty of people about how Saliba's getting on, about how Ballard again's getting on, about how um, Miguel Aziz is going as well, amongst others too. So looking forward to bringing you all of that good stuff as we go into the end of September. Uh, and says, remember when so-called pundits were saying that Ben White was too good for us? Opinions can change as quickly as that. Yeah, I mean, it's any chance to bash Arsenal in it. It's what we see. Jonathan says, Ben White was scrutinised even before the game against Burnley for his supposed weak aerial ability because of a price tag he didn't set. He should have done better in that game, but let's give him a break. Absolutely. And I thought his aerial ability was good. He dealt with the aerial balls really, really well. You can't criticise that. Carl says, Pompey, manager to blame for this team selection. I don't know why Aziz is at 10. I didn't think Aziz was a 10, to be honest. Chris P says, aside from the back pass, I think White had an okay game. Don't you think his performance is just being overshadowed by how good Gabriel and Tommy was? This is a really good point, Chris. When two players either side of you are having unbelievable games, naturally it's going to make you not look as good as that. So, yeah, it's, it's a very solid and fair point. Uh, Venkatesh says, what's your view on Alan Saint-Maximan as a potential winger, Grealish-esque? I will wait until the end of the season. At the end of last season, I wasn't impressed by Saint-Maximan. I just I looked at him as very much a flair player. 
a lot of show, no go sort of thing. But maybe this season's the season in which he proves me wrong. Maybe that happens. But based on everything I've seen up to the end of last season, I wasn't overly impressed by a very much just a, a very skillful flair player, um, a Dharma Traore style, kind of a lot of show, no go type of player. Not for me right now. But, you know, he's dragging Newcastle at certain points in certain games. So maybe we'll see him prove me wrong. Uh, Iago Ann says, do you think that we'd... Oh, by the way, I mean, in the chat, the raw reaction shows, I did reply to your comment, um, they're not coming straight after the game because I have a job. <laughs> it's as simple as that, really. Um, but in regards to your question, do you think we will need to go for a left winger in January? It depends on if anyone goes right now. No, because we have plenty of options in the wide areas. Judy says, do you think that Sambi is better than Matteo? I mean... We, we've seen what Sambi we've seen based off of three-ish games Matteo Ganduzi I've seen a lot more of and based on those three games from Lakonga I know exactly what you're going to get from Lakonga I don't know yet what you'd get from Ganduzi in an Arsenal shirt but for Marseille Ganduzi has been excellent he's been really good so we will wait until the end of the season it's to ask me who's better based off of the fact of five six games in the season is not long enough to me to sit here and go, yes, he's better. He's better. Like it's, it's not enough time for me to make an, uh, an assessment, I'm afraid. Um, Manu says, does it surprise you how quickly Sambi and Tommy are becoming fan favourites? No. I mean, if you come into the club and you play really well in your first few games, you're going to get those fans on side immediately, especially if you're not that expensive. I mean, if you're, if you're 15 to 20 to 25 million pounds, and you're having an absolutely storming time, you're going to be loved because you, there's kind of that cult following around types of players like that that are just bargains that do really, really well. There's no expectation on Sambi. There's none. Like, if you think about it, coming into this season, Lakonga came in as a 21-year-old in a position on the pitch where we thought we were going to sign another centre midfielder and Xhaka was going to go. So because we didn't bring in another centre midfielder, all the expectation is that Xhaka is just the villain of much of the fan base. Much of the fan base are just done with him. So any good displays that Lokonga puts in, puts him in a position where people are wanting him to start over Xhaka. And when he does and plays well, it's easy because he's he's a left field pick. He's an unknown. He's an unknown quantity for so many people because they don't know him. So seeing him come in and do really well is making it really easy. Same with Tomiyasu. Who can honestly say that they watched Bologna week in, week out? what less than one percent far less than one percent so when we see him coming to do really well as an unknown quantity with not the most expectation in the world very easy to become a fan favorite ben white comes in 50 million pounds premier league experience england international much much harder much much harder to become a fan favorite because people kind of know what they're going to get We've heard so much. There's so many experts around that have said their piece on Ben White. There's so many things that have been said about him already. After one game against Brentford, Gary Neville did a dedicated section on breaking down why he won't succeed and what his problems are. There is nothing positive to come from the Ben White transfer from a social point of view. So that's why it doesn't surprise me how quickly those types of players can become fan favourites very, very fast. Uh, GGTV for you says Ben White won all but one of his aerial battles. Clean sheet, people need to give him a break. 
Asma Rom says, Tom, do you think AFC need some pacey and direct wingers specifically on the left-hand side? Well, I think Martinelli's a very direct player. Like, if you give Martinelli the opportunity to play on the left consistently in the Premier League alongside all of his first-team teammates with, you know, the likes of Erdogan and Smith-Rowe supporting him, I think that he could be a very, very effective player. But at the moment, he's not been getting in the team. He's not been getting in the team whatsoever. Uh, Adeyemi is not a winger. Um, Adeyemi is very much a, a striker. I know he can play in a wider area, but Adeyemi is is a is a striker absolutely all day long. And we'd be, I'd be bringing him in without a shadow of a doubt. He's the news or boss lie, is our Adeyemi. <laughs> Ian says, Tom, do you think Edu will sign a midfielder in January? They always surprise us with signings in January in the last few years from the likes of Kim Kalstra to Martin Erdogan and Arshavik. Again, who knows? What's going to happen in January? We don't have a clue what we're going to go. We don't know what players are going to be injured. We don't know who's going to be going off to the African Cup of Nations for a month. Uh, we know about El Nene and Partey, but things could change before, between then and now. So we'll see what happens. Um, but there's no way of me predicting right now what's happening with those players in January and how we will approach the January window. Um, what's your starting 11 for the Wimbledon game? Join us for the preview show tomorrow and uh, you can find out. Seb says, Saka looks best when he's wide. Arteta seems to play him more narrow and he doesn't look as good in my opinion. Uh, I think he needs to play on the right-hand side. Personally, Seb, that would be where I would put it. Yes, Olu, very good point. Ben White has the issue of the Saliba fans as well hanging over his head. Very, very true. When you've got a young player that's a fan favourite without playing a single game for Arsenal, staggering as it is, um, it's always going to be much more difficult as the player that comes in to replace him and takes his number. So there you go. We're going to wrap things up there. Please do drop a like on today's video if you haven't already and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on, turned on, turned on, so you never miss a show. If you're not done talking about Arsenal, you can join me at 9.30am over on the Arsenal way. Link is in the description to the channel. Please make sure you click that link, go subscribe to it and go come and join us. We've got a tactical show coming out a little bit later on as well. More info will be divulged on the show as well. Um, but other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as it always is. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.